Hello and welcome back to Claudia and Sam's educational program. I'm Claudia. And I'm Sam. This week we're diving into all things sex education related. We're going to give you some background context on what our sexual education was like here in Ontario and a little bit of Quebec. Maybe some things that went wrong, some things that were missing. Maybe even share a traumatizing story or two. And we'll compare it to the sex ed that is currently being taught in Ontario schools now. So sit back, relax, maybe grab some popcorn and enjoy. All right then, come on, spin. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Okay, Sam, let's start with you. Tell me about your sex ed experience from the earliest that you can remember. All right, so I went to public school. So I went to public elementary school and public high school. I want to say we started learning about puberty and things like that in the sixth and seventh grade. And it was once a week, a year, probably until the 11th grade when gym and health classes were no longer a necessary course. We started watching basic videos about puberty, what happens to boys and girls were shown, and both sexes were actually together. Okay, see, mine was different. I did my elementary school at a French public school in Quebec, and we were separated by sex. The boys went into one classroom, girls stayed in the other, and a nurse from our local CLSC, which is a clinic basically just in Quebec, came in to talk about puberty. And really the only thing I took away from it was not to pop pimples, which I never actually listened to. Wow, I wish I was taught that. <laughs> So in mine, later, we were split into groups just to, like, ask questions. We had, like, an anonymous question box for girls and guys. We definitely discussed STIs and pregnancy in class. And then we were giving out pamphlets and, like, period products for the girls. I distinctly remember that. Okay, I did not get any free products. I do remember one really traumatizing story. This was actually in the eighth grade. And I want to say we must have been discussing pregnancy or STIs. We had a male gym teacher. And he single me out in class and just told me to say sex out loud in front of everybody that's so terrible it was probably the most traumatizing day of my life it's definitely up there like that's not appropriate right like a male teacher could not do that can he like no i don't think that's okay so that was in the eighth grade yeah that was in the eighth grade oh terrible day what i would consider to be my real sex ed came later in the ninth grade at this point i was at a french catholic school in ontario and it was all girls same as it had been for me in the sixth grade and we had a male gym teacher and it so happened that his wife actually had a miscarriage the week before we were supposed to do the in-class section it was supposed to last five days for about an hour and 15 minutes in the classroom every day learning about sex ed but his wife miscarried right before so we had a supply teacher for the entire week And if you know high school students, especially young high school students, when there's a supply teacher mixed with talking about body parts and sex, it doesn't mix well. Nobody took it seriously. Everyone was goofing off the entire time. I really only remember seeing really scarring pictures of what it physically looks like to have like a really bad STI and then we talked a bit about the different types of contraceptive like the pill and the patch and things like that but that was really it there was no talk about gay sex or consent or anything like that yeah mine in high school was pretty well the same we had an all-girls gym class it was nothing about pleasure just safe sex what consisted of sex I remember that Um, We were given contraceptions and discussed uh, details about birth control and things like that. 
We also talked about roofies and sexual assault quite a bit. I remember that very well. And we also watched the Miracle of Life video. The boys didn't have to watch it. It was just the girls. And that was another good one for sure. I feel like I maybe watched that later in high school when I was in a Families in Canada class. But that was an elective that I took when I was then at an English Catholic high school in Ontario. And it definitely scarred me. Huh. Yeah, I remember being very awkward, but it was a little bit better because it was just girls, but still not like a super safe space to ask any questions. I don't remember anyone being very vocal. We just kind of listened for that week and then it was over and we were done with it. Yeah, I feel the same. So did you feel like you missed anything in your sex ed courses? And if so, like, where did you get that information? Definitely talking about consent and things like that. That was all learned in my real life experiences as well as through my friends' experiences and how it's portrayed on TV and things like that. I think you and I both had similar experiences in that we were both in pretty serious heterosexual relationships in high school. So I think definitely a lot of my learning also came from real life experiences and, you know, TV shows. Um, My parents, my mom especially, loved to have conversations with us but granted my family is very catholic and any sort of discussion we had was pretty much centered around sex as a means for procreation and it was all about heterosexual sex yeah that's funny my like my parents aren't religious at all but we never talked about it it was not something we really discussed at home okay so now that we've gone a bit over what our personal background is like what does the Ontario sex ed curriculum look like now in 2020 because whether we like to admit it or not Sam we have been out of high school for a couple of years now and we don't really know what's going on (laughs) right so luckily for kids in Ontario nowadays the sex education curriculum has actually stepped up its game a little bit so starting in the first grade and kindergarten students are taught to identify body parts as well as how to use body positive language In grade three, they learn about different types of legal and illegal substances. And I want to say that's something that we learned in elementary school as well. I don't know if it was that early. I feel like third grade is pretty early, but you never know. I guess it's better to have information than none. Yeah, definitely when I think about like cigarettes and stuff, that was definitely something talked about young. Skipping to the fifth grade, they learned about sexual orientation and the negative effects of making homophobic comments. That's very important. I wish... I mean, I knew not to make homophobic comments, but I came from a very conservative small town where not everyone thought the same way as I did. That was really unfortunate. Skipping to the eighth grade, students are taught about sexual identity, abstinence, contraceptions, and STIs, which I feel is pretty on par of what we would have learned. Me in grade eight for sure, but you was a little bit later. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also read when doing some research that the previous curriculum under the Liberal government had consent as a mandatory topic only in grade 7. Apparently now, students in grade 1 have to demonstrate an understanding of the importance of consent. Obviously not in sexual contexts, but in terms of sharing toys and physical affection, things like that. And students in grade 2 also have to explain the importance of consent and demonstrate the ability to stand up for themselves and others, such as reporting improper touching. I think that's important, for sure. I think openly talking about sexual orientation at a young age will hopefully save some students from feeling confused or alone. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's really beneficial. 
Something I did not learn about in the classroom was consent. I learned about it on my own time, but I wish I had learned about it in a more formal setting because I really didn't know there's more to it than just yes or no. So I think it's great that they're teaching it starting in the first grade. I think that's insanely important. And Sam, as you know, but our podcast listeners might not, I have personally been in situations where I thought that because I was in a relationship, sex was just something I had to do. And even when I was like, maybe later or you know I'm not sure and things still happened I thought that was on me because I didn't explicitly say no and wave a red flag and yell it from the rooftops I just didn't know that consent wasn't always black and white meaning that sometimes maybe you're pressured into saying one thing when really you mean something different and then it's just a a very complex situation to be in and I'm still dealing with the aftermath and the trauma of that several years later. So I think, you know, the earlier you can learn about it, the better. I agree. Not teaching young people about topics like consent leads to the opportunity for misunderstanding, trauma, and then pain in the future. For sure. So, I mean, yeah, there are some good things happening in sex ed courses right now, but there are definitely a few things I personally take issue with. One thing we learned about when doing research is that masturbation remains an optional teacher prompt in grade six. I really dislike anything that is optional, especially when it's a topic as important as sexual education and sexual health, because then it's entirely up to the teacher, you know, like the time they have, maybe even their own personal beliefs. Yeah, I agree. Everything should be mandatory. That way every student is learning the same thing and nobody's left out. Another thing that I came across during this research is that parents have the opportunity to opt their kids out of sex ed lessons. That is really fucked up. That makes me want to cry because as someone who grew up in a really Catholic setting, it wasn't fair to me that certain information was withheld just because it didn't align with the church's values. I think that's probably honestly where most of my beef with Catholicism comes from is other people making choices for me about what's right and what's wrong. I would much rather have the information and then be able to decide on my own what to do with that information based on my own values and beliefs. Right? I remember that was a thing when I started sex ed, but it was also for topics like puberty and some students just completely missed out. It's pretty messed up. I can't even imagine how confused they would be. Yeah, because if your parents want to opt you out of that, clearly they're not going to teach you about it in a secular manner they're going to teach about it with their own spin on it or maybe not even teach it at all and then you're just lacking a huge chunk of education about yourself not even about other things but like literally just about you and your body yeah that's pretty horrible that it's still an option okay so as we've seen there are clearly some things that have changed but do you think the changes are for the better because i personally think it's great the curriculum seems to be somewhat more inclusive and things are taught a bit earlier like consent starting in the first grade and I think that also reflects that the government is changing with the times and with the demand because I feel like people especially our age and even a little bit younger are very open about topics like this we want to be educated we want to learn more so it's great that those demands are being met I completely agree and I think consent was a huge topic with the hashtag me too movement in our society so I think the curriculum is just changing to represent that and I think it'll continue to do so. The more we demand for things to be in the curriculum I think the more 
that they will be. Yeah, that's a really good point. I agree. So I think we've covered a lot of material. We sort of went over our own background context, and then we talked a bit about what the Ontario curriculum is up to nowadays in terms of sex ed. I think this is a good place to wrap up this episode. I completely agree. All right. Next week, we're debating on whether or not Britney Spears is being held captive by her father. Hashtag free Britney. Thanks, guys. This has been episode one of season two of Claudia and Sam's educational program. Don't forget to give us five stars and leave a comment down below. See you next week. Let's talk about sex.